Good morning, and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. You know, I haven't even been paying attention. You know, shame on me. We report on the weather every, uh, I don't know, every half hour, if not, if not more. I haven't looked. You know what? Here's my, here's my thoughts on the weather. Whatever it is, it will be. So I guess we have to deal with it in Wisconsin. It's looking a little cloudy right now, but we are promised by our good friend Justin Lowe that we're going to see sun peak out later on today. So we have that to look forward to. Also, what you have to look forward to, I hope that this legislation that is being proposed actually becomes law. My guest this morning from Howard or from the Green Bay area, State Representative David Steffen. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm great, Meg. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I am delighted that you're able to join me. When I saw your press release last week, I was like, hey, I got to reach out to this guy. This sounds like a really good idea. And I hope, despite the fact that we have divided government right now, we might see that there are some common sense, maybe there are some seeds of common sense left in uh, Governor veto i like to call him and that he actually signs this bill into law so let's talk about it this test text mess it's sort of a mouthful text message absentee ballot tracking system yeah it is a mouthful but when you think about it, it's actually incredibly simple and intuitive and it was uh when i came up with the idea it was one of these why haven't we thought of this before type moments uh so it's it's really quite simple uh, we've obviously been dealing over the last uh, few years especially since covid of dramatic increases in the number of people who are voting by absentee and yet we still have a significant amount of the electorate who have some hesitation about the process mm-hmm. and part of it is they're, they're just not sure you know is that absentee ballot actually getting to where it's supposed to go can i trust the post office with delivery times and things of that nature and then one day I was looking at my phone, and all of a sudden I noticed, you know, standard three or four messages a day that a package, a prescription, and uh, my like, dry cleaning were all ready. And I thought, well, why don't we have this for our absentee ballots? And uh, since we already have a website that if you happen to know the website and if you actually go to your computer, you can log in and find out the day that your absentee ballot has been received by your local clerk. But like anything, that's not as convenient as getting a quick text on your phone saying, your absentee ballot has been received, thanks for voting. This is essentially the electronic version of the I voted sticker that you would get and, and let you know that your ballot has been received, that your application that are, that initiated the ballot had been received. And so it's incredibly simple. And, and the great thing is, it is so cheap. I, I, I had the Fiscal Bureau, who provides the dollars and cents uh, associated with all legislation. I said, can you run the numbers on this? What is it going to cost for us to just plug this in to the existing system? And they said, well, yeah, they came back to me a, a couple of weeks later and I said, this is going to cost, you know, 25000 maybe as much as fifty total, and that includes all the implementation. And that's peanuts mm-hmm. in uh, a state that has a million people voting absentee. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so what have, have you talked with? I, I know it's early. I mean, we're what week? This is week three of the session. Yes. Have, you, have you heard anything from any of your the colleague your colleagues on the left? Uh, uh, is anyone w- would they support this? Because you see, it seems to me they sure embrace absentee voting. Why wouldn't they? Well, you would think oh. so. Uh, my hope is that they're going to. I, I I think they often are wondering. Well, what's the trick? 
what's what's Stefan up to? How does this hurt somebody? <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, I'm expecting bipartisan support on this. Um, to be honest, I mean, I, I can't find a, a reason not to unless you are hoping people don't take advantage of it. Uh, the only concern that I heard related to confidentiality related to the phone number itself, which totally gets, and I put it in the legislation that uh, that's, that the numbers are confidential. I may have to shore that up a little bit to take care of a few people. But uh, in general, you know, if that number is retained only by um, uh, the Wisconsin Election Commission as part of this specific process, which I, I know we can do, um, it's, it shouldn't be an issue. So I am expecting this is going to be one of those election integrity bills that we're going to be able to get past the goal, and uh, hopefully Evers will sign. Wow, that's really, that's actually exciting. And I mean, so early in the session, there's something that's come up like this. And, you know, I know that this is on the minds of a lot of people. And, and I know we, I've had uh, new state party chair, Brian Shimming as a guest on the program, and, and we've had a conversation. And I have always traditionally been a vote on election day person. And there, and, and I think there are a lot of Republicans that have that same mindset that I want to vote in person on election day and be assured when I feed that ballot into the tabulator that my vote has counted. And I think that we have to get past that idea because... As Brian Shimming has said, we can't on election day make up a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand ballots that the left has has harvested legally here in Wisconsin until we can change some laws. Uh, we have to be able to be competitive with our competitors. Well, and that's it. And I'm hopeful that this electronic confirmation saying your ballot has been received is something that helps with that transition to comfort uh, with the absentee ballot process. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, we really spend a lot of time and extra money trying to get people out to vote. And, and just think about this. So the Democrats bank 70 to 80 percent of their votes weeks before the actual election day. So what does that mean for them? They no longer and they know who those people are. And so they don't have to spend money saying, hey, are you going to vote for, you know, don't forget to vote for Evers. Don't forget. And, and all those phone calls, all that mailing. So every Republican in those final weeks, when you're getting those text messages and you're getting all that mail, just remember the reason why you're still getting that, even though you know who you're going to be voting for, is because the the party doesn't know. Your candidate doesn't know. They want to make sure. And so all that extra effort, resources, is being dedicated to someone who's already planning on voting the way that we are expecting, but we're not sure until Election Day. So uh, we need to move past that. We need to make sure. But I get it. we got to do things on our end as legislators to tweak the system, adjust it, ensure that it has the security and confidence of the voter. And this text message process is a very well-accepted process that I think everyone in uh, Wisconsin is used to. Everyone's used to getting a text message for when their package arrives or their flight's departing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very simple, common-sense, cost-effective way to add a little bit of uh, integrity protection for the voter. Simple but yet ingenious, and I'm so very grateful that uh, you have well, that you came up with the idea and that you've taken the time to draft legislation. You know, interesting uh, you talk about how 
the Democrats have figured it out how uh, to how to be. Believe it or not, are we looking at Democrats as a model for good stewards of campaign cash? They figured out how to hang on to their money a little bit longer. If it's our money, oh, they want it. But if it's their campaign cash, they have figured out a strategic way to hang on to it by not having to uh, reach out to those voters that they, they're uncertain about how they're going to vote because, as you said, they're banking ballots, which we have to... I mean, hey, why reinvent the wheel? I mean, if, if they're doing it, why not? Why shouldn't we? Well, we have to adapt if we want to get you know, winning the elections. And the winning the elections means winning the policy. And unless we are willing to adapt and get better at what we do, we're going to continue to lose. And so we can stand by these longstanding traditions that uh, um, we've had maybe for decades or, or longer. Uh, but if we do that, well, continue to enjoy those traditions while we have uh, Democrat governors and Democrat senators and Democrat AGs. So do you anticipate that this will be something, I mean, I, I suppose you're just being hopeful unless you have a magic eight ball that you consult, but I mean, do you anticipate that this might be something that I like to call him Governor Vito will actually sign into law? I do. And uh, so I have, in fact, I have a few other uh, election integrity related bills that I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive to what the Democrats have put up as roadblocks. So because at the end of the day, I'm about getting things done. Right. And to, to introduce legislation that has a zero percent chance of passing, that's really not my bag. I mean, there's there's enough of those legislators down in Madison. Uh, I'm not one of them. I'm trying to get some things done. So if it's incremental, it's uh, something that can be accepted by uh, the others, I'm, I'm going to be in favor of it. So I have a feeling that this is going to, and I, I mean it, I, I think it will. And we're also early in the session, which is helpful. So, you know, my goal is to have this, make it through the process on the governor's desk before we break for the summer uh, so that there's an opportunity for this to get signed and that for next year, we are going to have, uh, obviously, a series of elections to, to first for the, the public to become comfortable with it so that when we get to our next presidential election, this is something that everyone feels comfortable with and is using ubiquitously here in Wisconsin. Well, and as you said, which, again, I have been hesitant to vote absentee, but uh, I might just have to be a test case. You can already find out the, the um, results of your absentee ballot by going out to myvote.gov. Isn't that right? That's right. So you can, you can, it's already there, and that's what makes this so simple and cost-effective. The data's already there. It's already uh, available. You, you just put in your, your name, and you're able to boop, it'll pop right up and tell you your absentee ballot was received on, on 11-1 and, uh, by the clerk at the village of Howard. So you already can find that. This is just a little more of a uh, what's modern-day approach. Mod you know, every business is doing this now, letting you know when you got your haircut appointment and everything else. And this is just applying those same principles of uh, the modern world and modern communication and confirmation uh, to voting. Well, and let's face it, most people, most people have a smartphone. So, and, and even I think some of the dumb phones, you can get text messaging. So it's not as if Absolutely. you have to, have to, well, I suppose you have to launch an app from your phone. But I mean, the, the point is, is that we really have to, 
we have to join forces or join forces with one another in order in any way that we can to beat our opponents and i i say this all the time is that rather than focusing on that which we can't accomplish with uh with our fellow republicans let's let's focus on on trying to figure out how we can get our party together to unite around the common cause of beating our opponents, the Democrats. Amen. And that's it, Nick. And, and so this will be an option for folks. They're not required. Uh, there won't be an app that will be required. It'll, it'll just be like uh, uh, when you sign up um, you know, for any other where once they have your number, and it can use, be used only for this specific purpose, application being received and the absentee ballot being received. That's it. So it can't be used by political parties or the Department of Revenue. Hey, you haven't paid your taxes, whatever. It can only be used for this purpose. And uh, so it's incredibly common sense. We use it all the time in every other sector of our life. And we, why do we use that? Why do businesses use it? Because it's a good customer service. People feel comfortable. They want to know when their package arrives. They want to know when their prescription is ready. So we're just applying that same principle to another core service, and that's absentee voting. Well, I'm just scrolling through my phone right now. I got a, 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 mess, a text message from AT&T letting me know that my bill has been paid. I got a coupon from Kohl's. I got a, a text message from Quick Trip letting me know about the specials on, hey, I hope we can get some eggs for less than $10 a dozen. Right. <laughs> but, yes, I mean, so, so we are already, I mean, most of us who have smartphones are already receiving texts like this. And as you said, it is a... It is a voluntary system, and and your your privacy as far as your uh, as far as your phone number and you know any other information will be kept confidential. So you you said something, David, about the um, about other election integrity legislation that you have also that you are also uh, prepared to uh, introduce. Anything you want to talk about this morning? Oh, Meg, you're going to have to have me back on. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So we're gonna we're gonna have to do that. So I do have some uh, a couple uh, others that are gonna be coming out. I, I want to save a little bit of that for the day. But here's the important thing: is there is an opportunity with some very creative uh, drafting and being sensitive to some of the core issues that we can actually move the ball. Now, it's not the same as the seven pieces of legislation that were last time right. that were kind of massive things relating to. Uh, Massive ballot harvesting reductions, uh, eliminating some of the other things relating to indefinitely confined, those sort of things. We need a Republican governor. We need a Republican governor. And we've already done the process of running it through the mill and having governor veto it. Hey, everybody, look at how the governor doesn't like this stuff. And guess what? It didn't. He still won. Okay, so uh, we kind of done the political part of it. Now we got to kind of figure out the policy stuff. We got the reality is we got Governor Evers for four years. What can we get done in that period that is still substantive to election integrity? That is the way that I approach this particular policy issue, is are there ways that we can get some things done? And that's why this absentee ballot text message program is one, and I'm going to have a couple others. And Meg, you're going to have me back on. Oh, for sure I am. And I'll, and I'll be Open able to invitation. tell you. Open I, in fact, I, I would be happy to make you the first to be aware of them, and uh, you know, let's let's uh, get the band back together um, later okay. this spring. I'm I'm excited for that. Actually, I think the key word 
David and I and and if for those of our listeners who are just joining us, State Representative David Steffen from the Green Bay area is joining me this morning. Yes, I think the key word would be to finesse our opponents so that you are able to tweak the legislation, the wording, so that you finesse them into supporting it and getting Governor Vito to sign it into law. Yeah, finesse. we're not we're not going to be able to transition. Uh, the state of Wisconsin on some of these major issues in the next two legislative sessions. That's a reality. So, But let's not stop getting stuff done. Let's still apply our conservative Republican principles through policy, but it's going to have to be done in a very finesse way, as you mentioned. It's not going to be able to be the blunt bat uh, that we have used in the past. And this, and this particular piece of legislation, the text message absentee ballot tracking system, you do have sponsorship in the Senate? Absolutely. So Rachel Cabral-Cavera, she is uh, one of the, she actually just got elected to the state Senate. She was my colleague in the state assembly. She's from the uh, Nina area, is uh, excited to be the uh, Senate lead, and she's uh, already working with her colleagues to bring them up to speed. As you mentioned, we are only a couple weeks into the legislative session. We are still getting uh, things going, but I wanted to start very early with this for two reasons. To give legislators enough time to think about this, let it thicken in their head a bit. And then also, I want to make sure this is fully in place, tested, ready to go for the spring elections next year. So everything is fully ready and uh, people are feeling comfortable with it by the time we are starting to elect our next president. Republican State Representative David Steffen, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I look forward to our next conversation. Please keep in touch. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to hear about the next election integrity bills that you draft. Thanks so much, Meg. Have a great morning. Thanks, and all the best to you. Enjoy the state of the state tonight. I wish I could go. Uh Yes, I'll try to stay awake. Thanks, Meg. (laughs) Have a great day. Got to go to a break. Rolling right into the 830 News, followed by the second half of Feedback and Your Calls, 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. going to roll into the 830 News and your calls. After that, 715 845 2155 on WSAU Feedback.